welcome to the Missions Podcast, the show that explores your hard questions on missions, theology, and practice to help goers think and thinkers go. Uh, our last session here at the Radius Missiology Conference at Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. And uh, I'm Alex Copeman here with Scott Dunford, as always, and our new friend Wayne Chen. Um, Wayne Chen is the director of Radius Asia yes. in Taiwan. That's right. And uh, we're incredibly grateful for him and for his ministry. Yep. Thank you for being on our panel yesterday. Oh, thank um, you for having well. me on. I've heard about you, and so it's good to make the connection. Well, I, I love you even more because you used to pastor about 20 minutes from where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. So in yeah. Pleasanton, right? In Pleasanton, yeah. Yeah, it is a pleasant town. Is sure. it a Pleasanton? It, it is. It is. It is clean, is. safe. Nice restaurants, clean. yes. The dream California suburban town. So it California is. is not all that bad, then. That's what I'm hearing. So just... Is. There's, there's pockets. California can be great. It's a big place. It is. Very good. Yeah. So so tell us, yeah. how, how did you go from Pleasanton to the mission field wow. to where okay. you're currently at in, in Taiwan? Okay. I was, you know, like coming out of seminary, I, I've never considered going overseas. You know, like in seminary, you have your missions people. Yeah. And you have your yeah. academic people. The weird missions that, people. Yeah. Right, like the weird Thinkers mission people. And then you have your pastors people, like the ministry oriented people. Yeah. And you have your small niche of those going for PhD programs. Yes. I was just your MDiv on a go, serving a local church people. Um, having graduated, you know, we, I ended up pastoring a a uh, Chinese church in California. Mm -hmm. It's got it's got an English congregation. So all the big churches in our area are, are Chinese. Chinese, right? They are. By, by language. Yeah. And um, you know, we bought a house, two daughters. You know, it was a good church. The church treated us very well. I was young, ordained at 29. Um, and there's a lot of factors, but but looking back, this is. One thing happened. I told Pastor John this yesterday. I think it was 18 years ago that he gave the Ed and Iron Justin biographical message. Yeah. I think it was 18. Or so. I, I, it was about 15, 20 I remember, years ago. I remember right. that one. <laughs> that was the first time I attended the pastor's conference um, in person. I flew out by myself in the middle of, I think it was February. Like, yeah. They always pick the coldest time, right? Yes. And, and, when I heard that message, that didn't send me to the mission field. Like it, it wasn't about going, but it was about weighing your life. It was about, it was about honestly coming before God and go, and go. Am, is, is my life counting for something? Because if I have conversation with anybody else, with my the members of my church, well, they're gonna go. Wait a minute, you're all you're, you're all pastor already. Like you're right. you're doing something significant. You're doing something that we'll never do. Right. If your life doesn't count, then what about mine? Exactly. Right. So yeah. so that conversation won't help yeah. me. Um, but 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 after the Ed and I am Justin sermon, I'm going. Wait a minute. Like maybe pastoring forever in suburban California is not it, um, and, and and that's when my wife and I started praying, and and uh, I remember Randy Elkhorn's book came out on heaven, on tre the, the treasure principle, yeah, heaven and all that stuff, and I was teaching through them with my church, but at the end of the day, it was easy for a pastor, for a local church pastor, to, for me to say to myself and to my church, I'm a mobilizer. Mm -hmm. I am here to teach mm -hmm. on missions, I'm here to send, I'm here to mobilize you right. into obeying the Great Commission. But guess what, after five years, nobody went. Mm. 
I was a terrible mobilizer. <laughs> like, you know, that was just a thing that I would say yeah. Yeah. to describe my non-existent ministry. So I finally had to be honest with myself and go, you know what? I could mobilize myself. Um, yeah, so, so we went um, out of just, you know what? We didn't feel like, we couldn't pastor for another 30 years in suburban California in my context. Yeah. And go to God and, and, and I, I couldn't yeah, go God back was home. moving you to something yeah, radically yeah. different. And get this, I'm still in good relationship with the church, right? So uh, I'm still up to this day. But a year after that, I went back to visit them. Um, I, I talked to one of the deacons. I said, hey, buddy, just, 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 just tell me how many people applied for my job, you know, after I left? And he said, okay, let me go count it up. He said, well, I, I count about 40 to 50 residents. Yeah. And that, that's low. That's, and and that's, yeah. that's after he threw out the ones from right. Nigeria. Yeah. Or something, right. you know. Um, but, but I'm going, wait a minute. Like, and, and half of those resumes would say, I receive a calling from God to come to pastor in Pleasanton, California. Like, did God make a mistake? I mean, I can't find another family to go to New Guinea with me right. to go to an Irish people group. So, so that, if anything, solidified. There's no turning back now. Yeah. Like, every time I come back, I'm in Asia now. Every time I come back to California, America, I love it here. Yeah. Like, I, this, I can, I'm quite at home here. Yeah. But I don't think I'll ever move back. Um, not, not until... Not until the Great Commission is done. So. so you went from California to New Guinea. To New Guinea. And you, and you served there for how long? For about nine years. Okay. On, on the, the ground. With the BM people? With the BM people. Okay, tell us about them. Um, our people, uh, their whole population is about 3,000. Um, instead of living in the jungle, our people group were unique. They live on four little volcanic islands about 80 miles offshore. So our island is only about a mile and a half wide. Uh -huh. So, so you could just imagine, like, yeah. in the middle of the and ocean. So those are my house and my church. I walked that, yeah. Like, four little yeah. specks of rocks peeking out. And somehow God put a people group there. So, um, and, and it was in the middle of the ocean. We weren't hugging the seashore, like huh. the shores. To get, I mean, you're going half of the time, a six-hour trip. The family will be throwing up. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it wasn't. And on that little island, there's a live volcano. They're all live volcanoes. Um, so we started living with them in 2009. Uh, we learned the language. We developed a literacy program, developed the alphabet, the written form of their language. Uh, 2012, our whole team, three families, we presented the gospel for the first time. And, and after that, uh, grew with the church, discipled them into maturity, appointed five elders in 2017, and we left. Hmm. And we should be finishing the Bible translation within a year. The wow, New Testament. Yeah, so, so did you go right from that into what you're doing now with with uh, uh, yeah. Radius Asia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a Radius campus in Asia, so people know. So it's right. really similar to what we're doing here right. over there. It's a Mandarin-based, okay. uh, basically identical program that we run in Asia for Mandarin-speaking missionaries. So how is that received? Like, do you have a lot of people coming to this program? Are you are, are people excited about it? Or is it is it a lot of recruit? and convincing people and mobilizing people. How, how is that working? I think everybody's 
everybody is excited about missions until they realize that nobody else is going, that that they may be it. Yeah. Like nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna disagree with our core values. Right. When we talk about let's take the gospel to the least reached language groups. Right. Nobody's gonna say no to that. Right. People are excited in that sense. But are they gonna go? Are they gonna let their kids go? That's a different story. Yeah. Nobody's gonna oppose gospel clarity. Nobody's gonna go, we don't believe in planting churches. Right. But when they find out it's gonna take 15 years, are they still gonna go? That's a different story. So um, I think people are excited, uh, but but that level of con- consecration, the yeah. level of, you know what? I'm, I, I, my, my life is not my own. Um, that's, that takes the local church to keep on faithfully teaching on heaven, on the gospel, on sin, on repentance, yeah. on everything that's in the Bible to produce people like that, young people like that. So, so tell us a little bit about, about, about Taiwan. So okay. for those who don't know a lot about Taiwan, you know, it, it's got a very interesting history, sure. especially following the Chinese Revolution. And even spiritually, it's interesting. I don't know if Chiang Kai-shek or Chiang Jie-shek, did yeah. I say that right in Mandarin, uh, close, yeah. uh, like his wife was a believer. I, I think like, so. She claimed to be a believer. She claimed to be a believer. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of interesting, but when I think of tai, Taiwan, right. I think of it as almost less Christian than the mainland. Uh, you know what? So it, tell me a little bit about what's the spiritual life like on the island. In, in some ways, you're not wrong. Uh, the missionaries have been in Taiwan for about 150 years. Uh-huh. Um, I would say definitely the churches in Taiwan enjoy a whole lot more freedom, a whole lot more. I mean, it's completely democratic. And uh, I would say, unfortunately, See, how do I say this? A faith that costs nothing is easy to follow, but, but it, it's hard to grow mm-hmm. in depth. Um, I do believe with all my heart, the house churches in China, why, why, are, why are they the one leading the missionary movement in Asia right now? Right. I, I, I mean, if you think about it, what, why is it not the overseas Chinese church right. in America who right. have the most resources, right. money, education, the kids are bilingual, they have, you know, they all have high achieving jobs. Why is it not, why is it not Singapore where the living standard is much higher, right. churches are much bigger? Why is it not Taiwan? Right. Why is it the persecuted churches in China that's leading the next Chinese missionary movement? That's sobering, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I would say the churches in Taiwan, they're going through a season of, of, of fighting off pragmatism. You know, we, we, it's not whatever works, you know, it's um, kind of coming back to the centrality of the gospel, centrality of the cross, centrality of the great commission uh, in the church. Uh, a lot of times, um, when when there's no, and I want to use the word persecution, mm-hmm. um, when everything is, man, you could grow your church as big as you want. Well, the next idea is, okay, I'll grow my church as big as I possibly yeah. can. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that mindset is somewhat prevalent. So I think it's encouraging in a way that God is using the most persecuted 
group of churches in Asia yeah. to start, I think, the next yeah. missionary movement um, out of the house churches in China, and, and I'm humbled yeah. by, by that. So. What's the, you already talked about the character of those churches. What's the character of those missionary sending movements? So here in the U.S. currently, conferences like this exist because we're like, okay, there's some drift. We need to correct our drift, right? right? Um, what, what is that like? Are they sound? Are there things that Radius Asia is able to come alongside and teach them? You know, you do it this way or that way. Right. We're still in the very early season, I think, stages of, of this movement. I think in, in we're seeing a lot of fervor. We're seeing a lot of, man, laying down our lives. That's one thing that we could all learn from the Chinese house churches. As far as preparation, I think that's always an area of need. Right. Uh, Cross-cultural training, linguistics training. They're going to some difficult, difficult places, but yeah. um, but again, I think they're finding out getting there isn't the biggest right. obstacle. It's, the, it, it's yeah. staying and finishing. Yeah. Um, but I think this early in the stage of, of, of this whole movement, we got to give them a lot of grace. We got to yeah. give them a lot of. Yeah. There's there's always room for maturity. There's always room for. Uh, sometimes you know, anytime when a Chinese missionary gets martyred, we're going, oh man, they they went too recklessly, right. or they needed more training, or they could use more agency support, or they need contingency right. help. And, but 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 let's look at our own. I'm talking about the West right. history of missions. We lost quite a few people too. We did in the early days. Yeah, and it's out of those. Last thing you want to do is finger point when somebody dies. Right. <laughs> in the yeah. mission. Yeah, that's yeah. bad form. So, so, so I would say we have a lot to learn from. Um, yeah, their so missionary movement and, and offer our help in in a posture of partnership, yeah. not not as hey like we've done this we're better. Um, I think just with the posture of hey that that that's walk together yeah. in this season. So so I want to hear like is there anything going on that it's encouraging to you like what you're even seeing at Radius Asia right. that you're right. like man this gives me hope for the future as we look at this next generation that's coming out of of Taiwan and hopefully other Mandarin-speaking parts of, of Asia. I think just just by having a training program that lasts nine months. Yeah. I mean, that's encouraging. There's, I've never heard anything else I like it. You know, yeah. uh, uh, a lot of times it's, it's, you know, you Meaning go to it's a, too short? Yeah. Other ones? Okay. Yeah, it, it's a lot of times orientation. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know it's, it's, they call it training. Well, they call it pre-field training. The, the guys I knew with the Back to Jerusalem movement weren't even getting that. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. They, they weren't, it they was just like, you want to go? Right. Oh, go. You know, like, uh, where? I, I was oh, talking to a... Jerusalem. <laughs> I was talking to a lady in the yeah. U.S. In, so, so this is not exactly uh, Asian context. Yeah. But I was talking to a lady uh, in the West, in America, and she said, I've been in my agency training for the last six months. And all we have talked about is how to, re, you know, how to keep myself spiritually vibrant on the field and how to fundraise. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else about language learning, nothing right. else about um, culture analysis, about right. worldview understanding. What is about the gospel? The, exactly. Right. Yeah. So um, I think we're, we're definitely not perfect. We're 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 learning. Um, we're correcting we're, 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 we're trying to improve yeah. in many areas of our training but but having something to work with having something yeah. to offer to the churches right having a platform to tell the church hey actually it is your job 
God has entrusted this not to the individuals, but to you as a church mm -hmm. to do this. And we're here to partner with you. That's ex that's very exciting to yeah. me. So let me shift gears slightly if I can. So share as much or as little as you want, but um, let's just say you've endured suffering recently in your family, and what what has God taught you through that that has right. affected your ministry? You know what? Um, I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even qualify that as suffering. I think you're probably talking about my wife's cancer. Mm. Uh, we, little background story, in 2011, having just finished language study for me and having built our bush house on the island, we found out that she has a lump. And then we went there to check out and right away it's stage three cancer. So, so that was like, God, the timing could be worse. Like I am finally one yeah. of the three people on this planet that could actually speak this language and communicate the gospel to them. Like, like what are you yeah. trying to do? Um, and, but you know what? She went through chemo, radiation, surgery, and all that stuff. And, and afterward, we feel like, you know what? We're, we're going back. There, there, there's no sick people, cancer patients, survivors. Many of them have gone back to the workplace. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. we, we, weren't, we weren't thinking at all that, that we had to be it. We weren't trying to be tough. We weren't trying to be. We actually told the other two families, you guys need to start looking for another family to join the team in case we can't come back. We don't like, whether or not we can finish, it doesn't matter. What matters is, can we plant a mature church amongst its people here? So we started all that conversation, but at the end of the day, after, after the treatment, we're going, wait a minute, like, I think we're okay. Yeah. So let's go back. And I remember vividly, this, this was before the gospel presentation. We went back right before the gospel presentation. And one of my tribal friends told me, and he said, Wayne, I have no idea what you missionaries are going to teach us in your lessons, because they all knew we were going to start yeah. teaching. Getting ready to share something. Yeah. It's better be good. And he said, I have no idea what you guys are going to say, but I know it's got to be important, because <laughs> your wife was sick, and now you're still back. Wow. So God was able to use that just to open hearts. Right for that but but you know what like out of all this ordeal i mean the story goes on 2017 we found out you know like cancer after five years if, if it doesn't come back yeah that's when you can use the word remission right so i think a month before we are medically allowed to use that word remission we found out that the cancer metastasized and it's terminal now. It's all over wow. her body, in her bones. But with medication, it's, it's still, I mean, it's not affecting her everyday life. Right. But now she gets a label of being a terminal cancer patient. But, but honestly, though, and you asked me, describe our suffering. I can't sit here and tell you that we suffer. Like, like, honestly, like, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to teach on suffering here. I'm not <laughs> trying to write another chapter on the filling of the affliction of Christ. Like, there's, no, but like, like, I, like just even in a, uh, on a personal, emotional yeah. level, like, I can't call that suffering. Um, and if my wife was sitting here, um, she wouldn't call that suffering. Mm -hmm. We're lucky. You know what she mm -hmm. said? She, she said, 
after she found out she became terminal, she said, I am so glad, Gail said, I'm so glad we went back mm. after the first time we found out we had cancer. Mm. Because we finished. Right. We finished that one. We finished planting that church. I get to go home with that. Like, right. how, how is that suffering? Right, because if you had left, right, and then, oh, I guess we might be in remission right. soon here, and then but, never finished, and then become terminal, exactly. you might have never gone back. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of, you know, I know a lot of listeners, you know, we, you know, maybe you have cancer, maybe your family members who have cancer, but, I mean, as believers of Jesus Christ, cancer itself is not suffering. Mm. A wasted life with or without cancer. And that's suffering. That's hardship. You know, so honestly, uh, Gail and I, we always talk about we must be so bad, so lazy, so carnal that God had to use, God had to say, you know what? You guys need cancer in your life. Just, 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 just so that, you know, you would turn to me. You know, it, 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 it's, if Gail were sitting here, she, she, she would tell you straight up, man. It, it, it's been a blessing. It's it, it, not easy. Like, I'm not no, saying it's been easy. Okay. You know, we have some hard days. Uh, we have a lot of questions, uncertainties. Yeah. In the next 20, 30 years. You know, is she going to be there for my girl's graduation? Right. You know, we got one in going to be a, a, a junior in, in high school. Is she going to be there for their wedding? Like, I, I can't tell you that. Right. But I can tell you she'll be there... And 150 years later, yeah. and 500 years later, and 2,000 years later, mm. that's our hope. Right. You take that away, yeah. if, 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 if my focus is, is on how to, to make sure the next 20, 30 years somehow goes well, then what is life then? I mean, yeah. That's not a life that we're called to lead. So. Well, yeah. we'll be praying for you and for oh, Gail. We're really excited about what God's doing at Radius Asia. Oh, I, you, as someone who worked in Asia, loves the yeah. Asian people, yeah. uh, and, and also knows, you know, knows a little bit of like the missionary zeal of the Chinese people. But without a lot of training or preparation, right. I, I'm really excited about what God is doing, and hope that it really just expands. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. no, thank you. Very, very thankful for that. Thank you for sharing. No, with us. can no. people get to Asia, uh, Radius Asia, more information about that through the main Radius? Website? Yes, totally. Yeah. Okay. So sure radiusinternational.org. Yes. Very good. Well, Radius On the show, we've got this recurring commercial with Brooks, and it's a very. <laughs> I sampled it. it from some other clip, so it's radiusinternational.org. Yeah, so we'll have to apply a pitch shifter there maybe next time. <laughs> Wayne, thank you so much for no. being a part. Uh, we've been blessed, we've been edified. And uh, with that, I think we're, I think we're about we're done. done. We're out. Mark Dever's not done. You hear him in the background. Yes. He's still going. So, so don't tune out yet. If you want to catch the rest of it, you can go to missionspodcast.com slash radius. And with that, you can get on to the main live stream and see what's happening. Uh, but for us from the Missions Podcast and from ABWE International, we're done here. We'll be posting the content that's aired on our Facebook page uh, onto our RSS feed, and we'll be putting out more exclusive in the week to come. And so thank you so much for watching and for listening. To get more content, missionspodcast.com. Remember, rate, subscribe, review, all those sorts of things. And thanks again. Well, thank you. Appreciate it.